the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. God's judgment against sin. It's illustrated in the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. But just when you think it can't get any worse, it does. The life of Lot goes downhill rather quickly. That's what we're looking at next on Way of Grace. From Grace Bible Church right here in Hayward, online at grace-bible.com, welcome to today's broadcast of Way of Grace with our teacher and pastor, Jesse Gastand. We are back in the book of Genesis, chapter 19 today, as we turn our attention to the life of Lot. So what happens to Lot after the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, after his wife turns and becomes a pillar of salt? Doesn't get any better. But at the end of the day, we'll find out that where sin abounds, grace doth abound much more. Here's Pastor Jesse with today's broadcast of Way of Grace. The way in which God's mercy shows up in providence in our life circumstantially, if you don't understand that God is holy in spite of him showing you patience and mercy, you will think his patience is permission for you to live like hell. Did that make some sense, child of God? Because I hear Christians do it all the time. I hear them presume upon God's mercy. I watch it. I watch them pushing the envelope of violating God's word because God is silent. But you know better, children of God, at grace, I taught you this long ago. Read it for yourself, Psalm 50. I kept silent and you all together thought I was just like you. See what I'm getting at? So when God keeps silent, you don't see any evident judgment. You think it's all right to keep playing the parameters, pushing the envelope, breaking the hedges. But in reality, you're setting yourself up for an inability to fight the good fight of faith when a real trial comes. Am I making some sense, Doc? You are making it almost impossible if God is calling you to fight when you haven't been practicing the fight. See what I'm getting at? Now when it's up on you, you're just as weak as the lost sinner. You can't pray. You can't quote scripture. You can't, you can't shake yourself. You can't encourage yourself in the Lord. You don't know how to call on a sister and a brother to go to war with you. You don't know how to arise, move, and go because you're trapped by your lethargy, which you brought on yourself. Somebody's being taught today the danger of living near Sodom. And then the consequences ramp up. Verse 20. I'm sorry, verse 21. And he said unto him, See, I have accepted you concerning this thing, that I will not overthrow this city for which you have spoken. Verse 22. Hasty, escape thither, for I cannot do anything till you become thither. I'll talk about that 
in a moment. Therefore, the name of the city was called Zoar because it was a little town. I wish I had a map. The sun was risen up in the earth when Lot entered into Zoar because it was that night in which they were to leave. You leave at night. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. You see two Yahwehs there. I taught you, Yahweh one is God the Father. He's always cardinal one. He never moves. He never leaves heaven. He never manifests his face. He's always on his throne. Are you guys hearing me? The Father is always situated in his immutability, his sovereignty, his rule and dominion. And his son, the Lord Jesus, is the visible Yahweh that moves about in the earth rim to do his Father's will. Whether it's the angel of the Lord in the Old Testament or himself or some servant that he's working through, like we can easily, easily surmise through the grammar of the language that Jesus is operating in both of these two angels out of the mouth of what? Two or three witnesses, let every word be established. He is a messenger angel now, but he will also be a warrior angel as here. He's calling on the Father to rain down fire from heaven. Now he had already told Pilate, I can do stuff like that. But the Son of Man did not come to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. But see, when your time is up, God brings judgment. And Lot's time was up. I mean, Sodom's time was up. And so now the Lord Jesus is exercising a righteous judgment. Fire from heaven, verse 25. And he overthrew those cities and all the plains and all the inhabitants of the cities that and that which grew up upon the ground. I'll touch on that in a moment if I have some time. It's important for you to get it. But his wife looked back from behind him. Do you see it? All right. So here is what I say. As Lot is moving towards Zor and the fires are coming down and the sulfuric acid and the asphalt is flying up and it's splashing everywhere. If this were a visual, you would see Lot and his family just escaping the wrath, just escaping the wrath. And she decides to turn back. And when she does a whole boulder of it overtakes her and it petrifies her in the spot. Now, I'm not going to waste time with you. You're 21st century people. You will know that there are in all kinds of archives, the petrifying of men and women through sulfuric acid and other kinds of chemical compounds that have trapped people. I was in Pompeii a couple of years ago. We know that. I got a family. The Napolis, they know this. You will find that when the earthquake shook in Pompeii, people were fixed in their positions, in their homes, locked in, petrified. So your Bible is not giving you tales. It's just that you forgot this when you went to school or you went to government school and you never learned physics and chemistry and you don't realize that we're not making characters. We're just telling you the truth. And besides, the archives are full of this around the world. These mysterious events that can be, again, logically explained through chemistry and biology, how people have gotten caught in storms and, and storms that are filled with all kinds of chemicals and, and petrified there. This is a common history. So Lot's wife is trapped because Lot's wife was not committed to the thing forward. Looking back means you don't believe in future. Looking back means you don't believe in the future. And what happens to Lot's wife is that she proves that she didn't only want to live near Sodom. She wanted to live in Sodom because the same judgment they got, she got. 
for all intents and purposes, his wife was a sodomite. For all intents and purposes, his wife was a sodomite. This is why I said, um, I don't need to go to heaven and ask Lot, was it worth it? It wasn't. It wasn't worth it, was it? So now the angels are saying it's time to go in the mercy of God. And Lot is recognizing he's losing everything. See, remember what I told you? We are either in the gain and increase or we are in the takeaway. How many of you guys have I taught y'all that? Please understand your life is always filled with either God blessing and approving and expanding what you have or God disapproving and shrinking and diminishing what you have. Now, sometimes it's better that he takes everything away so he can save your tail than to let you die with all of those material things. What doth it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? It'd be much better that God strip you butt naked. You'll take your flight quick and you don't have to worry about anything following you. Now you're going to smell a little burnt when you get the glory, but it's, it is what it is. The angels go, what's that? That's some, that's some burnt lot. He made it though, but it's not glorious because that's not the way that God wants his people to live. And so we have the pitiful account of a strong inclination to stay, right? That was our last point, a strong inclination to stay. This is where a lot of people are in our world, a strong inclination to want to stay in this world system, to be trapped by this system. They are enamored by what Sodom and Gomorrah has to present. I got one more thing before we move into our three fundamental points and we'll close those out quickly. God made sure Israel understood how he felt about Sodom and Gomorrah. 38 times in the Old Testament. I'm do some Bible study now so you can calm down. We'll get back to preaching in a moment. 38 times in the Old Testament, God talked about Sodom and Gomorrah and the consequences. He talked about their behavior. He talked about their attitude. He talked about their, their crudeness, their pride. Here are the qualifications for their behavior that God did not like. God did not like their pride. They were proud. Like our government is proud. Like our world leaders are proud. God did not like their inclination to control people, dominate people's life. That's possession. Possession. When you're proud, you're acting like you're God. God's the only one that has the right to be proud. Only God. And when you're possessive, when you think you can control everybody else, only God has the right to be our controller. He made us. But, but the sodomites want to be in control, don't they? Who are you to come into our neighborhood without visiting our, our you know, center of, of, of entertainment? Well, these angels already knew what was going down. This is called wanting to possess, and that's what's going on in our culture today. Like, you can't go in those communities and be a minority without being threatened to be subdued by them. Because they're operating out of such levels of insecurity in their own right, even though they're the majority. Listen to me, child of God. When you don't have God, you have no security, even if you have numbers. Now, just for you visiting brothers and sisters, please understand I am profoundly sympathetic to the homosexual community because they are us and we are them as family and friends and all of that. Y'all understand what I just said. But the reality is they, as well as us, must be saved from our sins. 
You must be saved from your sin. You must not compromise the hope of your own perversions and, and, and wickedness and proclivities and bents. So they have this thing of pride. They have this thing of possession. Then they have this thing of perversion. The text told us we want to know those men. What, you going to just go in and have your way? You just going to take them and do whatever you want to? Well, I'm not going to explain that any further to you because you and I know that in the dark, that's what happens. It's called rape. I already told you that. Eight out of ten of us in here, and especially my sisters, y'all know what that is, don't y'all? So don't act like you ignorant Christians that don't understand that really what's going on is a facade of kindness and love. But once the lights go off, it's all predatorial. It's predatorial. This is why you can't leave your kids in the office with the psych anymore. This is why you can't leave your kids in the dentist's office with the dentist anymore. This is why you can't leave your kids in the hospital or anywhere with them anymore. You got to be right there with your babies because they will turn your babies. Do you hear me? See, what I mean by, 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 by possession is they want to have the right to tell you, we're going to parent your children and not you. Hell no. Hell no. First of all, these are not my kids. These are God's kids. They just was on loan from God for a brother. It was fun having them. Now they grown. Now they gone. I can just pray for them as Lot was prayed for. But while they're under my watch, I'm their daddy. I'm their daddy. I will kill everything around them. Did you hear me? Only way it'll happen is my kids get out from under my guard. It's a good thing I'm not omniscient. And they taught me that too. By the, by, the time, by the time they were 17, 18 years old, they came and they sat daddy down, my oldest daughters. So they know I'm not lying because one of them's here. The others are watching. And they said, daddy, we want to tell you what we used to do when you was at work. They knew it was too late for me to do anything about it. I was, I was utterly surprised at how devious these kids were. I had no idea. How devious they were. I said, man, you're a lot like your mom. (laughs) Of course, you know I'm kidding. Their mama was a church girl. I was the thug, but the the fruit don't fall far from the tree, apparently. And the stuff they said they did, it was just like, wow. I'm like, y'all did that while I was gone for 12 hours a day trying to pay the bills? And God had mercy on them. He still had mercy on them. Yeah, no parents that you can't save your kids and you can do the best you can to watch over them. But you need a God that can watch them. The Lord is, your, is their watchman. He's their keeper. He doesn't sleep nor slumber. And so you got to say, Lord, keep the lights on in their heart and in their mind. So when they get in trouble, they know how to call on the Lord Jesus to deliver them like he delivers us. Am I making some sense? Right, it's so very important. So very important. She lingered and she died. And now we got to deal with some horrible things because like I stated, 
this whole theme. It's thematic. It's thematic. The idea of the Sodomites go all the way from this first time mentioned in Genesis 19. This is what we call the first, the law first mentioned. It's a little seed. It is a, a micro narrative that it blows up into a macro narrative by the time we get to Israel as a nation, because God spoke more of Israel being Sodomites than he did even the Sodomite country. You get it in the major prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel. Ezekiel lays out a whole thesis in chapters 16 through 18 of Israel being uh, like Sodomites. And it lays out in Isaiah as well as Ezekiel and Jeremiah what God hated about it. And again, it's pride. Here's what he says in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 9 and 10. Look at it. Isaiah 1, 9 and 10. I got a few things I just want to make sure you get. This is Isaiah 1, 9 and 10. Except the Lord of hosts had left us a very small remnant, we should have been as Sodom and we should have been like unto what? That was because of the rebellion of Israel. Now look at verse 10. Look at what God calls him in verse 10. Hear the word of the Lord, ye rulers of what? Give ear unto the law of our God, ye people of what? He plumps down upon national Israel's leaders They're Sodomite leaders and the people are of Gomorrah. That's because what was happening in Lot's day, God had warned about that in Leviticus chapters 18 through 22. But he had already given us a sneak preview going back to Noah. When Ham exposed his father's nakedness. Do y'all remember that? When Noah came out of his stupor as Lot has to come out of his stupor, as Samson had to come out of his stupor, as Solomon had to come out of his stupor and just about lost everything, Noah had the spirit of prophecy come upon him and he prophesied that the son of Ham, which would be Canaan, would be a servant of servants, a slave. And the indication was because of their inability to walk upright before God, they would be given over to an expression of base cultural activity that would actually be a paradigm for the rest of our world. Are you guys hearing me? Because you and I are here now. The sodomite culture is what dominates our world, not only in practice, but in policy and in ideology, in our schools and everywhere. This is why we know God's word is right. This is why we know his word is right, because it's everywhere now becoming law. In a minute, the only thing that will be next is beating down the door of the church and punishing Christians for not agreeing with that culture. See what I'm getting at? This is the prophecy. And so we read it again in Revelation chapter 11, verse 8 and 9, where the two witnesses having preached are killed in Sodom and in Egypt. You guys remember that? Listen to it. And their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called what? And what? Which is really what? Jerusalem. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? So I can keep preaching. I got about 20 more minutes. Please understand the book of Revelation is symbolic. It is hyperbolic. It is coded. It is symbolism, and it's almost never giving you the nomenclature of what is literally understood. It's always a code for other people. Babylon is a code for other people. Egypt is a code. The Sodomites are a code. Sodom and Egypt is Israel's fundamental problem, wasn't it? Always wanting to go back to Egypt. 
and always engaging in the sodomite practice. And I shared this with you last week, which is horrible. You read Leviticus chapter 18 again through 22 and every sin that God told Israel not to do when they get to the land, he said, the cultures are doing that. It's going on today. The cultures are doing that. My heart broke as I shared with you several weeks ago about what I saw in the books, in the public school system. Am I making some sense? It turned my stomach so bad. I couldn't watch it, but for about five or 10 seconds, I couldn't watch it. So here, the other problem with this culture I live in, they are pathological liars. Like they'll lie to your face and they'll, I mean, you, they're, they're, they got poker faces. Don't look for any kind of, you know, signal that they're insincere or without integrity. Just know it. Because they will flat out tell you, we have no desire to groom your kids. We have no desire to turn your kids. We have no desire to pervert your kids. And then when you open the book, what is this? But full grown pornography on every page. Stuff grown people can't handle. I was sick for three days because I don't watch that stuff. I grew up in it. I grew up in it. See, like when you grow up in it and you're traumatized by it when you grow up and then God saves you, you know you can't play close to that fire. So see, not doing no internet stuff. Back in the day when we had them old, big old fathead computers and the stuff would pop up, I cut it off, start the computer all over again because I'm not, you know, tech savvy, so I didn't know how to clear out those little pop-ups. All I knew was those pop-ups were not good. And I knew that the pathway that they take you down will turn you and destroy men's souls. This is why our culture is so jacked up today. Sodom and Gomorrah is in every facet of our social media technology. You know this. So if you're not committed to the sanctification of your own soul, to the guarding of your own heart, to the controlling of your own mind, you will be taken into captivity by that system and transformed. And, and you'll know it because when you come to church, you can't tolerate this kind of preaching. You can't sit at the table of devils and the table of the Lord and have a good time. Am I making some sense? So now we have to deal with this crazy thing. This crazy thing that the Lord said, do not do. All the fruit of the womb is mine, said the Lord. Their own loan from you and your job is to make sure that you protect them and provide for them and prepare them how to fight the good fight of faith when they're old enough. It's apparent that Lot didn't do that, did he? It's apparent that he didn't do that. So their propensity to want to stay got them in trouble. And this is where we are in our outline. It's crazy. Crazy. Look over at verse 30. Here's what happens in verse 30, because now they've cleared out a little bit. I only got a few more minutes. I don't want to I don't want to go to go through the details too much. But it says, and Lot went up out of Zor and dwelt in the mountain of Zor uh, in the mountains after Zor. And apparently, if you look at verse 30, part eight, pretty clear, it just got way too hot in Zor. He didn't have air conditioning. Time to go. And Lot went up out of Zor and dwelt in the mountains, which is what the angel said they should have done in the first place. 
You see how you see how hard headed we is. We is not our is. And Lot went up out of Zor and dwelt in the mountain, and his two daughters with him, for he feared to dwell in Zor. <laughs> of course, it was getting hot in Zor. And he dwelt in a cave. He and his two daughters. Well, you are listening to Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastand from Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. Closing out our time together today, we invite you to reach out to us. Let us know how the program encourages you in your walk with Christ. Questions, comments, prayer requests are always welcome. You can either write to us, give us a call, or stop by our website and drop us an email. Now, the best place to go, of course, is the website. Not only will you be able to write to us via email, you'll be able to get more information about who we are, what we believe, worship times, how to get here. Grace-Bible.com is our website. Again, that's Grace-Bible.com. If you wish to give us a call, the number is 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. If you're writing to us, our address is 22768 Main Street. That's 22768 Main Street. Here in Hayward, the zip code 94541. That's 22768 Main Street, Hayward, California, 94541. One final note as we close out our time today, this program is listener-supported. If you wish to partner with us, we would be more than grateful. This broadcast airs throughout the Bay Area, as well as online, impacting thousands for the sake of Christ. And that is our hope and our goal. If you'd like to partner with us along those lines, feel free to write or give us a call. No gift is too large, no gift too small, whether a one-time gift or a monthly support. You're more than welcome to reach out. We would love to partner with you as we minister the gospel of Jesus to the Bay Area and the World Wide Web. Thank you for spending time with us today. Until next time, may Christ be your way of grace. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.